0: Hey, welcome to the More Than Money Podcast. This is Chris Burns. I hope you're having a great week. Thanks for taking a few minutes with us. All right. So the Wall Street Journal had a very thorough and troubling article that came out last week where they talked about the financial state of people entering retirement. Now, I've read a lot of these. I've seen a lot of kind of doom and gloom uh, scenarios thrown out by a lot of publications about how the world's going to end and people aren't going to be able to retire and all this stuff. And I usually don't love those. Okay, I talk about that a lot. Market Watch had that article at the beginning of the year saying there's going to be blood on the streets. That stuff drives me crazy because there is, you know, always historically we've had challenging, difficult times. And yet, I thought this was a good article. And the reason is that it gave a lot of data behind why we're in a rough spot right now. And it actually addressed a lot of the things we talk about on this show. So take heart, dear listener, you are not a victim. You are not a victim of the world around you. You're not a victim of changes in investment philosophy or retirement planning. You have things you can do to be healthy long-term. You can reach the dreams you have for the future. You can have a good retirement. But I'll tell you what, the main difference between today where we sit and where our parents and grandparents sat is that we have to choose that. Right? If you had a pension years ago, your financial course was kind of chosen for you. Today, it's on you. So how do you do that effectively? I'm going to dig into that in the podcast. And if you have any questions as you listen, jump on my website. It's mylifeismore.com. Again, mylifeismore.com. You can ask any question. I will get back to you directly. But this stuff is critical. How do you, regardless of where you're at, you're 55 right now, you're 35 right now, how do you chart a course in this whole new world of retirement planning is very different from uh, from from generations past how can you be successful in it i'm going to show you how enjoy the show The Wall Street Journal came out with an article this week. Normally, articles like this I hate. It was one of the articles that basically said everything is kind of going downhill, things are really bad, and the reason I tend to like uh, not like these articles is because they usually are very nostalgic. Okay, you've you've seen this before. Maybe you think about this sometimes. They they hearken back to the good old days, and my. Argument. What I teach my kids, what I've talked with many clients about, is there's really no such thing as the good old days, right? You can go back to pri- you ask the generation living in the Great Depression about the good old days of financial security and peace, and they might laugh at you, right? Now they were great lessons learned, whatever. But there are no good old days. So that, that's my opinion. And yet, this article was was actually pretty good. It was in the, this week's edition of the Wall Street Journal. Uh, the article itself was called. I don't know. A generation of Americans is entering old age, the least prepared in decades. And it was a really well-researched piece, and and it says a lot of the things that I've talked about. So the reason I want to talk about this is because sometimes when you read things like this, it can be very... Depressing in a sense. It can be very much like, Am I going to be okay? Are any of us going to be okay? Is our country going down a hole we can't get out of here? Um, And they bring up a few really important things for people that are nearing retirement. Let me give you a few of these statistics really quick. They said, First of all, debt is up to levels it's never been before. Okay, so debt of people that are in the age 55 to 69, so pre retirement right up into the first few years of retirement, debt is up. Okay. Life expectancies are also up. Now you go, why is that a bad thing? It's not a bad thing, but it just means the amount of security, the amount of financial security you have to have needs to stretch longer than it used to because you might live longer. So debt is up. Life expectancies are up. Third, healthcare costs are up. You've seen this and I've seen this too. They talk about this in two different ways. One, this impacts younger people right now. You're listening right now, you're in your 30s and your 40s, you know how much it costs for healthcare. I was talking with a client this morning, going through all their information. They pay over $2,000 a month for healthcare. Okay, that directly impacts what they can save for the future. So, if healthcare costs are up dramatically for younger people, they're not able to save as much. This also impacts you if you're in retirement or close to retirement, because as healthcare costs rise, it's eating into what you can spend on the rest of life. Okay, so healthcare is up, life expectancies are up, debt is up. And then here's the real killer, the real killer wages have leveled off. So, for the first time since they began studying this back in 1950, we've seen a prolonged period of folks ages 55 to 69 flattened wages. They're not seeing growth in wages. Okay. That's scary because if all these other things are going up, healthcare and debt, and we're going to live longer, but our wages have flattened in the final years before retirement, that spells possible real issues. Okay. So there's kind of this vortex and behind all this is a deeper reality that we've talked about numerous times in this show, but I'm going to bring it up again. And they mentioned this at length in the article. okay? And that is that behind all this, we've moved subtly as a culture to what I call a market-driven retirement. If you've never heard this show before, I remember when I was growing up, and I heard my dad talking about 401ks. I heard it on the news all the time. I assumed when I was growing up, that 401ks were just the, the tool everyone used to plan for retirement. I had no idea that my dad's generation was the first generation of Americans to ever have a 401k, that truly my grandparents and my great-grandparents had primarily had pensions. that had guaranteed lifetime income. Now, again, I'm not hearkening back to the good old days because we've seen pensions fail, right? My grandparents were lucky. They had really solid pensions. There were real significant problems with pensions. That's why they gave way to 401ks. But there are real significant problems to 401ks. And many people don't realize that the current generation of folks retiring is the first generation to ever retire on a 401k, to ever have what I call a market-driven retirement. And it is very different, friends. It's very different to retire with a set guaranteed pension versus retiring with a, an amount of money that goes up and down in the market. It's a totally different reality. And so you've got all these things happening. I just described debt is up, life expectancy is up, healthcare costs up, wages are flat. But then underlying all that is that these people are moving into retirement with primarily dollars in a 401k, an investment account. And that's a whole different level of instability. And so it makes sense. And it's something that economists have talked about for years. It's something we've talked about over and over on this show, but it makes sense that a lot of you right now are looking at your retirement and going, this just feels uneasy to me. So here's the next few minutes. How do you become an exception to this rule? If there's a lot of people out there that are not in good shape, how can you put yourself in a position to be okay, especially if you're nearing retirement, especially if you feel anxiety right now? So we're going to dig into it. First, if you're just joining us, this is Chris Burns. You're listening to More Than Money, and we're talking about how can you feel confident about your retirement when it really is a challenge right now. There are some real, actual challenges in front of us. We're going to dig into it. If you have any questions as you're listening or you missed the first part of the show, go to my website. It's mylifeismore.com. Again, mylifeismore.com. So, there are some real challenges facing retirees today. And by the way, this is an important segment if you're 30 years old and we're talking about your parents and their situation, or if you are yourself entering retirement, regardless, this is real stuff because that 30 year old is facing the same reality of a market driven retirement in the future as you, 55, 60 year old, that's entering it now. So, we all need to hear this. There are real challenges facing us. And yet, a few important things. First of all, just because you're feeling anxiety about retiring doesn't mean you're necessarily in a bad place, okay? This is kind of a caveat up front, all right? Just because you might feel anxiety doesn't necessarily mean you're in a bad place. I will never forget. I've told this story before, but it's so helpful to remember that uh, I, I was meeting with a client. He was the CFO of one of the larger companies in Atlanta. You would know the company if I mentioned them, okay? Okay. He had quite a lot of money. They had done. They uh, they had saved well. He'd earned a lot. A whole lot of money was there. And yet, when his wife walked out of the room, he turned to me and said, "Are we going to be okay?" And it struck me so hard that it didn't matter about how much money. That in the end, he felt anxiety because he was making a massive change and the question mark was still there, and it's the same question mark that's there for most of the people I meet with in the end. Are we going to be okay? Are we going to be able to live the dreams that we've wanted to live? And if this gentleman, who objectively had more than enough to accomplish what he wanted, would feel those same feelings of anxiety, it's totally normal for you and me to feel anxiety, okay? That's just a common human thing, so the presence of anxiety does not necessarily mean something terrible is happening with your retirement planning, but there are unique and real challenges. So let's talk about this for a second. The number one problem or, or challenge from a market-driven retirement, again, like I said, we don't, most of us don't have pensions anymore, so our retirement is driven by 401ks, IRAs, the stock market, okay? And the challenge in market-driven retirements is that it's on me. It's on you that we have to be totally responsible for the success of our plan, and that wasn't the case before. Think about what it was like to have a really solid pension. Imagine, again, my grandfather, I talk about him regularly, he had Social Security, and his wife has Social Security. He also was a teacher, and his wife was a teacher. They had, ten- they had pensions from both of them teaching. He also was in the Air Force as a pilot. He had a pension from the Air Force. So really they had one, two, three, four, five different pensions coming in. And they didn't have to invest those pensions. They didn't have to worry about, is the pension, you know, are we going to invest enough to be able to take enough money to be okay? They knew they were getting guaranteed income every single month, more than they actually needed for the rest of their lives. That's a very, other than worrying that the pension itself might fail, and in their case, they've they've been blessed not to have that happen. They had a lot of peace and freedom in that. And you and I might make just as much money as they made, And we might be able to be as successful as they are, but we have to carry the weight of making it happen. That's the challenge in a market-driven retirement. And when you read this Wall Street Journal article, so many of the stories they give come back to this central point, that the problem is that it's on me. People say, you know what? I didn't realize the impact of taking money out in my 401k when I hit a hard time. I didn't realize the impact of not saving quite as much because, you know, we we had kids and it was expensive, whatever. That's normal. That's understandable. And yet there's really no second chance, right? Because in the end, it's on me. There's no institution there backing me up saying, hey, listen, you don't have a choice. We're going to save the money for you. We're going to make sure it's okay. And so it's understandable why that's such a big deal. But because of that reality, there's a few things I want to share with you here. Because of that reality, you need, first of all, a coach. You need a coach. I talked about this in the last segment. talked about how I'm working with a personal trainer. He was a guy that came in and did a podcast with me, and uh, we kind of hit it off. And now he's helping come train not just me but my kids, too, and and teach us how to be physically active and fit in a healthy way. It's really great. It's been wonderful, but I hate him a lot of the time. A lot of the time, he's having me and the kids do burpees and push-ups and crunches. And I'm thinking, this is awful, but guess what I would be doing if he wasn't there? Probably watching TV or eating dessert. I don't know. Not burpees. That's for sure, right? The only reason on God's earth that I'm doing burpees ever is because he's standing there making me do it. That's what a coach does. I need someone there staring me down and saying, I'm with you. I'm pushing you. I'm behind you. And friends, pensions used to be the easy coach. Right? It used to be for a lot of our grandparents, parents, grandparents, that they did. we didn't have to think about it because we were getting coached. It wasn't even in our control. But now with a market-driven retirement, you need a coach. You need someone literally pushing you forward saying, let's keep going. This is how much you need to put aside. I know it doesn't feel good. Let's do it though because we want to get to a different place. Okay, that's what coaching is. And some of you hear that and you go, you know, this is just a shameless plug for your business. Well, yeah, I'm a financial planner. We do financial coaching, certainly. Okay. But guess what? I've seen relatives and friends be amazing coaches to each other in this. You don't have to come work with a financial planner to get good financial coaching when that coaching is primarily, hey, are you putting money away? Are you being disciplined? I've seen churches do this well. I've seen friends do this well. And certainly that's what we do. Okay, but you can do this in a lot of ways. The point is, you've got to have it though. If you are not getting some sort of coaching and mentoring, helping you, standing behind you, pushing you forward over time to develop these habits, then it's going to be really hard when you get to retirement because we live in a market driven retirement. Now, you need that coaching. I had a client come in recently. Um, She was incredibly successful, had done well for years, had a high level of education, had a great job. But she came for coaching because when we started getting into her financial situation, the problem was not that she wasn't making enough money. She was making plenty of money, but she was carrying heavy debt and she wasn't paying it off and she wasn't putting away enough. And again, she had the money to do it, but she didn't have the habits there and she wasn't making the best decisions sometimes with her funds. And there was a lot of reasons for that, a lot of understandable reasons, actually, given some of what she'd been through in the past. But she needed someone to sit and go through the line by line with her and say, hey, if we want to see this change, let's set goals for where you want to be, for what you want, for what your dreams are for the future. If we want to reach those goals, we have to start doing things today. And it wasn't like some dramatic, massive shift. For her, it was simply saying, look, let's set achievable things for you. How much money do you need sitting safe so you can feel confident? Let's pick that amount. We picked it. Okay, great. What do we want to do next? We want to tackle the debt. How much could we put towards the debt without destroying your lifestyle and eating ramen noodles every day? Well, we found that number. She could have done this on her own, but it was a totally different feel when there was someone walking her through that, giving her coaching, and then following up and providing accountability, not so that she could feel shame and guilt, but so that she could see real tangible progress. Again, it's no different than me working out. I'm not sitting there doing it so that I can feel terrible about myself. I'm doing it so that I can start to see real change and be held accountable to that. That's what coaching is. So no person is an island in a market-driven retirement scenario, whether you're 30 right now or you're 50, as you look towards the dreams you have and making it to the finish line of retirement to actually walking into those dreams, you need someone giving you coaching in that process. And again, if you, need, if you don't have anyone to do that, That is what we do with clients every day. Certainly, I would love to sit down with you and help coach you there and be a voice encouraging you along to get you where you want to go, not where I want you to go, to the dreams you have for the future. If you don't have that, jump on my website. It's mylifeismore.com. I can be that with you. I do that with clients all over the country. Again, mylifeismore.com to sign up for that free consultation with me, Chris Burns. But again, you might have friends or mentors from your church, from your family, from your synagogue, whatever, that can be that for you. You need that coaching. Okay, that's first. But secondly, beyond just coaching, you need a strategy. You need a strategy. Okay, double plug, right? <laughs> but but this is really important. Let me give you a few examples of why strategy is so important in a market-driven retirement. Okay, because not all tools are the same. Now, maybe you've heard me talk about this before. Financial products, financial options, investments, etc. those are all tools. They're not good or bad, but they do have strengths and weaknesses. You wouldn't look at a hammer and say, that's a good thing or a bad thing. You'd go, well, what's the job? Because if you try to take a hammer, for instance, and screw something in, you're going to have a hard time with that. Right, and you take a screwdriver and try to put a nail in a wall, you're gonna have a hard time with that. That each Every tool has what, something it's built for, a strength where it really works well. And when we are walking into retirement, if you're sitting right now, maybe in your 50s or 60s and feeling anxiety and going, all right, I know I've made mistakes. I know I haven't done this the way I wanted to do it, but here I am and I've got to somehow get into retirement. I've got these resources. Now is the time that strategy is key. I'm going to give you a few examples of this. I had a a husband and wife come in who are in retirement. they've been retired for a number of years. And they're feeling fear now because their assets are going down. And so they've had to drain their investments over time. They still had some invested dollars and they had social security and and they were doing okay, but they were starting to really worry, are we going to drain these down? And it was very anxiety producing, whether they were actually going to run out of money or not, to be pooling money every single month from their investments. Because this year we've seen the markets go up and down a lot more, right? Okay. So One of the key things to understand is that not all tools are the same and that when it comes to income, tools that are good for growth, like a 401k or an IRA that are great at beating inflation, great for growth, they're not great at income. And some of you go, how dare he say that? They're not great at income. You know why? Because they're built to go up and down. And it's not good to pull money out of something when it's going down. And so if you want consistent, reliable income, the market, it can be, especially a growth-oriented thing like a 401k, can be a really rough place to pull it from. And some of you go, well, you could use dividends. Yes, there are exceptions. There's ways of doing it. But overall, that can be a problem. And so what I helped them do, for instance, was look strategically at the amount of money they had. Because of their age, they were able to shave off a, a portion of their portfolio and create an income stream we didn't we went something called we created a pension in essence an immediate annuity is a pension just like a pension you have at a company they created their own pension with a small amount of their money but it was enough extra guaranteed income to stop having to pull so much from the market and the purpose of that was that more of their guaranteed costs were covered their anxiety went down and now the money in the market was able to grow and increase to beat inflation over Time. Okay. It wasn't that they suddenly had way more money. It was that they could take their money and put it in this pension, a a portion of their money, and get a far higher distribution rate where it was covering a lot more of their needs. And now we stopped the fear of, oh my word, what if we keep pulling from the market and run out of money? So it was just tweaking it. It was just a strategic change. It's the same playing board right? They had the same pieces, but it's them. They had no clue there was an option like that and it was an immediate impact, but that's not the right option for everybody. Let me give you another example. Another client come in recently with a totally different scenario, right? The opposite. This client had always been a fan of real estate. She had invested in rental properties over time and almost all of her money was tied up in different rental properties that were providing her with a great income. And she knew what she was doing there, the problem was she had hardly any liquid money. So we look at the rental stuff. We talked about the risks of that and said, this is really good. Long term, you're in a pretty darn good place. Most of her expenses were covered. But what was going to happen if there was a major emergency that came up? She didn't have any liquid funds. So I helped her figure out how much of the income coming in could be set aside, not touched, and grown for liquid purposes for emergencies that came along. And did she need to take out, in her case, a line of credit in the short term so she was prepared for that? So I encouraged her. We figured out a good uh, rate. She had a great credit rate, so she able to get a line of credit so that now that anxiety of what if something happens that costs me a lot of money, that goes away because in the short term, even though I don't love debt, there was now something there to back it up. And then the plan became hey, we're going to do everything we can to now use the market, right? The opposite of the last folks, use the market to build up a pile of liquid funds to handle that next emergency. Okay, that's just basic strategy. Hey, let's solve the anxiety by getting a line of credit in place, even if we never use it, in her case, okay? And then let's build up the liquid funds we need to not be in this place ever again. And let's keep pulling on the strengths of the income that's coming in. You know what? A lot of strategy is understanding all the tools at your disposal and then figuring out how to leverage the current strengths that you have. And some of you right now, you have all these pieces on your chessboard, right? You have money that you've saved. You have inheritance that you've received. You have insurance policies. You have income that you're making. Whatever it is, all these different parts of your financial world, but you don't know how to put them together and feel confident that you're walking safely, confidently towards the future that you want. And there are real challenges. I think the article was helpful in this. There are real things facing us right now that are hard for retirees in a market-driven retirement. So make sure you have a coach, someone who's pushing you forward because you don't have that pension that's going to do the work for you now. It's on you. So make sure there's a coach there pushing you. And second, make sure there's a strategy as you move towards retirement to leverage all the different strengths you have and to make sure you're using the best possible tools to get where you want to go. And if you don't have that strategy, If you want coaching to get you there, please again, you can sign up for a free consultation with me, Chris Burns. That is my passion. That's what I've done with clients both here in Atlanta and around the country. I'd love to do it with you. It's mylifeismore.com. You can sign up for a free consultation with me, Chris Burns, to talk about your specific situation. Again, mylifeismore.com. Now, while you're on the website, you can also ask any question about your situation on the website. I will get back to you personally. And sometimes, Sometimes I get the opportunity to answer those questions on our lightning round.